Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Kerry Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. We are in our new normal of uh, Zoom-based uh, shows, so we're unfortunately not in the studio uh, together today, but we're, we're practicing social distancing and shelter in place that uh, we are all being recommended very, very strongly to do. And so we'll, we will do the best we can, but we have been figuring this out. And quickly, I uh, just want to uh, remind everyone that today's episode is sponsored by OC4 Venture Studio right behind me, which is a new tech startup company building platform and community that we're building here in Orange County. And so if you're looking for help with your startup, uh, opportunities to work with the next generation of high growth companies, or want to be part of the Orange County startup community, you can go to OC4B.com to learn more. I am uh, happy to finally get Dr. Wallace Walrod here on Accelerate OC with me today. And uh, before we get to hear from him and his business endeavors and background, let me tell you a little bit about Wallace. He is currently the chief economic advisor for the Orange County Business Council, and he's led research there for over 20 years. And so during that time, he's done some amazing and important strategic projects uh, for the Business Council, as well as most of the biggest companies and cities here, including people like Toshiba America, Irvine Company, First American, and, and cities like Anaheim and, and Santa Ana. He's also the founding president of the Center for a New California, which plays a, a key role in shaping a lot of state economic future by focusing on things like workforce development and economic development and infrastructure, as well as emerging trends in things like corporate social responsibility. So he works on programs and strategies and policies and really works as he does also through the Business Council across government and companies and foundations. And so we'll definitely talk about a lot of that work today. He's really at the forefront and why I was so keen to have him on Accelerate OC, he's at the forefront of the demographic and economic changes underway in Orange County. And he's regularly publishing reports that highlight those changes as well as a, a whole array of ideas for ways to positively address those. And obviously that's a key thing is, well, how do we find solutions for our future? He's definitely one of the smartest guys educated right here in OC. He got his PhD in regional economics from UC Irvine. Wallace, it's great to have you here today. Thank you, Kerry. Thanks for what a kind introduction. So I appreciate that. Hopefully, hopefully I can live up to that, but. I am certain <laughs> you can. order. Yes. Well, let's get to the starting line. And this might be a strange way to start, but I'm pretty confident that most of my audience and certainly much of my audience isn't that familiar with the Orange County Business Council. So can you give them a bit of background on it as well as the critical work that you're doing there? You bet, thanks. The Orange County Business Council, OCBC, came together in the mid 90s, right around the time of the Orange County bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. But it was the merger of three existing organizations at that point, one of which the Orange County Chamber of Commerce actually went back to the 1880s wow. uh, as a predecessor organization. And one kind of 
fun fact is that was actually before Orange County was its own county. Hmm. So Orange County became its own county, I believe, in 1889. That organization started in 1883. And the first big thing it did was split off from L.A. County. So Orange County used to be part of L.A. County. Mm -hmm. So that was the kind of initiative that OCBC has historically been involved with is initiatives like splitting off from uh, L.A. County because mm -hmm. we felt like we were getting ignored and not getting, you know, all the um, all the attention and leadership that we needed here. So OCBC the, has four core initiatives, economic development, education and workforce development, infrastructure and workforce housing. So we think and our members who are primarily the large businesses in Orange County, large employers like mm -hmm. the, the Walt Disney Company, Boeing, Irvine Company, Rancho, um, Rancho Mission Viejo, um, most of the large banks. Um, that's what they're telling us have been their, their key uh, issues for at least the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, before that, um, we were firmly mostly an economic development organization, but expanded to those additional issues because we thought those formed the basis for long-term success in the county. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been a pretty successful agenda so far. And um, I think we've done things like lead the uh, Measure M campaigns from the business community standpoint mm -hmm. to get that transportation infrastructure funding. Uh, we just started, and I, I know we'll talk a little bit more about housing. Uh, we restarted basically the Orange County Housing Trust to fund housing projects mm -hmm. here in Orange County. So mm -hmm. those are the kind of issues that we get, typically get involved with. Lucy Dunn is our president and CEO, has a long history in the mm -hmm. housing and development industry and uh, is a great leader of OCBC. So let's talk a little bit about, thank you for, for that introduction. Let's talk a little bit about your work specifically as you think about, you know, as being that, that key economic advisor. Uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I, um, uh, training as an economist is a great background to do research. I'm an, I'm an economics I undergrad. saw that in so, your yeah. bio, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I pretend to be, I don't, I'm not quite at your level, but I, <laughs> I definitely uh, am a, zeal, a zealot for it. There's all different levels of economists, um, but it is a good framework to look at things like you know, infrastructure and housing as well. So one of the other hats that I wear is as the chief economic advisor at the Southern California Association of Governments. So that's a, a six-county region in Southern California that does long-term transportation planning. Mm -hmm. We do the uh, economic impact of what that would mean for the region. Then we also do an annual summit up in Los Angeles for the region. Mm -hmm. um, looks out, um, and sometimes we look out decades um, uh, when we do this research. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the economy's on everybody's mind, obviously, right now. Sure. I have done the last... Three routes. So the county does a comprehensive economic development strategy, five-year plans that we submit to the federal government. They get approved, and then you can get federal funding from the U.S. Department of Commerce. Um, so I've done the last three of those, so going back to 2008. Um, so another um, kind of a project that we work on, we put together reports, like you said. Um, we do a housing scorecard um, every three to four years. We do a workforce report every year, and then we do a community indicators report every year as well, and then other projects as they sort of come along. Mm -hmm. So that's it's pretty broadly based on a geographical basis. That's mm -hmm. really what we're looking at. Sometimes it's Orange County we're looking at. 
Sometimes it's the Southern California region, and then sometimes it's statewide. Okay, very good. I mean, you get you get sort of that lens to to zoom in or in or out, in or scope out. Yeah. So as you think about economic development, uh, I mean, it seems like I mean, we're you know, let's let's be realistic. We're in a high cost state relative to others. We've seen some out migration of even some big companies, and certainly, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that have grown their companies rapidly and in some cases have opened offices in other places like Texas or Utah or, or uh, Nevada is a very common one uh, as well. As you think about advising on economic development, I've, I've long been a believer, I've been, you know, been in California now almost 20 years, but long been a believer that the talent here is almost you know unmatched anywhere in the world. And so that, that should be a big driver. But as far, and so to me, I've been, you know, continue to, to really truly starting companies here, particularly in the IP-based economy, because that's the kind of really, you know, that STEM-based talent is, is really here. Yeah, I don't think we've had great success, certainly not, you know, in, in recent years of relocating companies here, because, you know, we don't have comparative advantage in many cases on a relocation, but on a, on a start basis, it seems like we we can continue to do that. As you think about though the economic development people, like at cities or or traditionally, I'm not sure they understand that. How do you how do you think about that? And you know how we as a sort of a community better align to to focus on places where we can win. As I think about it, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, you know fundamental strategy for Orange County is to grow our own. Mm-hmm. And I think cities and some other, you know, large economic drivers in Orange County traditionally have been real estate or land use mm-hmm. focused. Mm-hmm. We obviously have had some very successful companies start here and yes. become major companies. There's no question about that mm-hmm. in tech, in life sciences, mm-hmm. um, in some stuff that, you know, lifestyle kind of yep. kind of companies as well. Um, but I think we have realized within the last five years that we need to do a better job of supporting that infrastructure, that ecosystem around entrepreneurship and startup mm-hmm. companies. So um, I know you're involved with Octane. Octane has done a fantastic job of kind of lighting that fire and especially, you know, some of the funds, those mm-hmm. very focused funds that like the one on uh, Palmics. Um, yep. That's done great. Visionary, I think, is is what it's called. Um, I know they're on to the second one, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, aesthetics. Um, So fantastic work by Octane. UCI has gotten into the game um, Mm -hmm. recently with what Richard Sudek is leading Mm -hmm. at the Center for Applied Innovation or the Co. Um, But we need to continue to do that. And you're right that I think cities, um, in theory, uh, are uh, want to play in that game, but they don't know how to do it right now. Yeah, and so I think there's a lot of space there and a lot of um, unused energy that we need to direct. And hopefully, those two kind of light posts, and we we try to help that help out as well at uh, OCBC. Mm-hmm. But those two light posts of um, UC Irvine, Octane, and then some of the other universities like Chapman and Cal State yeah. Fullerton as well are starting to, to realize fundamentally the importance. Cal State Fullerton, for example, runs the small business development centers mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in Orange County. So I think that that's the next, um, I think we're uh, sort of like a, we're, we're new, a little bit new or a little bit young at this game. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I, I do often say is 
the most immediate thing a lot of people do is jump to comparing us to Silicon Valley. Sure. Yeah. And everybody wants to compare to Silicon Valley. Sure. Silicon Valley. I don't. Is, but yeah. <laughs> is a unique thing in the world. In the world. That's in right. the state or the nation. That's right. In the world. That's right. And I think we can collaborate. We're not competitive, I don't think, with them at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually a great resource for Orange County to be close enough that's an hour flight up there. Yes. So I think there's a, a lot of work to be done in working with Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and working with the, the resources, excellent resources that they have, just as I do with working with L.A. Sure. You know, the entertainment industry has been booming with streaming services, mm-hmm. there, you know, the amount of new content that needs to be developed to fill up those pipelines for streaming mm-hmm. services, we can play some role in that. Mm-hmm. And then I also think increasingly we're looking to Inland Empire, to partnerships with Inland Empire. And that a lot of that has to do with logistics and transportation sure. and mm-hmm. in this whole new world of autonomous vehicles and advanced transportation, I think, you know, the combination of Orange County, Inland Empire is a great test bed to try out mm-hmm. um, some of the emerging technologies in that space. Yeah, so so much good stuff there. I, uh, so I'm going to dig in on, on a couple of those. Sure. So one, on the, on the Silicon Valley front, uh, I do agree with you. And I think if you look at the history of the last 10 years, we've ended up with a lot of presence here in Orange County from Silicon Valley-based companies uh, or Seattle-based companies, right? We have big outposts yep. for... Amazon and Google, um, companies like Zillow and House and several others, Salesforce, Microsoft, et cetera. My, my contention, though, is that capital base is still in those places, not here. And even if I think about it, our, our IP that's been developing here is going there as well, right? People are exporting their, their IP. So we're, we're not really, you know, on a competitive basis, you know, competing for capital, we're not, we're not housing the capital here, we're not retaining it here. So we're exporting our, our capital and our IP and our work. And people are living here, but it's just almost furthering this, what I'd call consumer-based economy, which at a point you can't have it only be consumer-based and, and be dynamic. So yeah. I, I think, you know, that to me, I mean, that's my perception. And, and I'm sure there's probably, you know, some data that can, can, largely support it. The, the question, I guess, then there, there are probably two. One is, how do we change that? And I think some of this is, uh, as I would call it, education. I, I really question at times how well our local community understands what I would call microeconomics mm-hmm. of investing here to grow companies here, to grow jobs here, to multiply here as opposed to exporting capital to real estate and other markets, exporting work and, and talent to other companies based in other places. How, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that and what we might do to better educate our, our peers here? Absolutely. So I think maybe twofold in nature, just um, you know, thinking about that for a second. One is we have these emerging efforts that are planting seeds. Mm-hmm. And we know that not all of them are going to succeed, mm-hmm. but we need to be um, supportive is not a strong enough word sure. uh, of that that group of new entrepreneurs. Um, one of the things I call that, it giving them unfair advantage is, is I say a lot on the show is like if somebody is willing to do it here, 
we should be looking to advantage them in every possible way for Absolutely. doing it in Orange County. And I don't think that's been the prevailing mentality historically, but that that to me is is well beyond support. Absolutely. And part of that could be, you know, um, housing is a topic I've talked about a lot. Part of that could be supporting entrepreneurs with some sort of a subsidized workforce housing while they're, you know, in the phase of um, pre-revenue mm-hmm. where, you know, finances are tight and not just obviously for the entrepreneur themselves or the founder, but the team around them. I love that. Um, so that, you know, um, similar to the the co-working spaces, mm-hmm. you know, there are these emerging concepts for that. With, exactly, yep. exactly. Yep. I know WeWork has We Live um, and at least a couple of places. But the other thing I'd, I'd go to is that we need to build on our existing assets better as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's twofold in nature. Um, one of those is we do have this background in, you know, we're world-class in terms of planning, like real estate and yep. land use planning. Yep. And that's a big part of what I see, um, not only the private sector, but public sector going after in the future, um, as we go to like smart buildings, like in the, the world of IOT, yep. we should be perfectly positioned Absolutely. to develop you know, software platforms, new technology, mm-hmm. having to do with how do you manage assets, basically. Sure. Yes. Smart cities, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, we have such a transportation, right? So that that's one. And um, there's maybe if we have time at the end, there's an interesting company that I've started to do some work with. That's actually not in Orange County, but is out in the Inland Empire that has a a really key role, I I think, in that going forward. The other one is we have uh, Orange County now has over thirty percent of our residents were born in another country. So we have a very vibrant immigrant population mm-hmm. and very entrepreneurial, if you think about what it takes to go to another country. Yes. And that's all the way from high tech, but it's also, they said one of the things that we've often been a leader in is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So we have, some people don't think of this as really an industry cluster, mm-hmm. but even though they're going through a hard time right now, restaurants mm-hmm. and food and food service we have so many world-class companies starting with In-N-Out and Chipotle. Yep. And we have, a, I think, a, you, you can see right now the importance of technology to that particular industry. We should be at the forefront of technology in you know, food service and restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we kind of have to have it kind of two ways. We have to really support this very tech-based uh, group of entrepreneurs that we've sort of planted seeds in. Mm-hmm. But then we also have to do a much better job of capturing the the tech of our more traditional yeah. industries and of our immigrant community. Yeah, I love I love all that. I, I think I, mean, I talk a lot about this notion of collision and mashup, yeah. and that you know expecting a restaurant entrepreneur to totally get technology isn't a isn't a realistic expectation. But if you have that technology entrepreneur that you can connect together, that's where a lot of this magic can happen. And so to your point, I mean, property, you know, a lot of the real estate centric wealth that's here will dismiss technology and say, well, I, I don't understand it. It seems like voodoo or, or they just and, and, and I like you say, no, this is where an ideal 
uh, really Nexus. think Certainly. tank or nexus can occur exactly where we have the, the, the history and the notoriety and reputation around uh, planning and development and all these things. Let's marry that with the software and device and other minds to really find those breakthroughs that could start here and then get exported to all over the world, right? So that that really is where I, I believe we need that push to just yeah, get great example. To, to move Maybe outside of their, their silos. Yes, a great example of that uh, and an individual that um, we did a report on retail a couple of years ago and the opportunities mm -hmm. as retail goes through this big change and transformation. Perfect example is Shaheen Sadegi. Yes. And some of the entrepreneurial things he's done with, mm -hmm. you know, all the different developments like the packing house in Anaheim, mm -hmm. the lab and the camp in Costa Mesa. That brings together the nexus of his background working in, I think he worked for a surf and mm -hmm. uh, apparel companies, right. came out of that and had this vision of, you know, a different way to do retail. Mm -hmm. And talk about a tremendous opportunity to export something through the nation. Yep. Orange County retail probably has been even in a little bit better shape than a lot of other places. Yeah. But retail is going through this amazing change right now. Yeah. And you're starting to see a lot of a lot more mixed use developments mm -hmm. in, you know, Made Place Mall has a big proposal out, mm -hmm. um, Laguna Hills Mall, mm -hmm. you know, known as Five Lagunas mm -hmm. now is going through that. And I think, you know, those um, very innovative entrepreneurial concepts around retail, that's another space yeah. that Orange County with Fashion Island, Spectrum, okay. South Coast Plaza has three of the world-class shopping centers. Mm -hmm. So obviously we have the talent um, that's that's coalesced around those. So that's another right. example of an area we should be playing in. Totally, that's totally cool. agree. So one thing that uh, I, we haven't spent enough time with on my show over the, the months, but I, I think you probably have a, a good point of view. There, there often is this criticism of, you know, Orange County doesn't have a city center and we're, we're the, you know, 34 disparate cities. I, I, in many respects, think of it as a strength. You know, one of my business partner, when he recruits people from outside, like from Silicon Valley to come here and work for a software company, he'll show them all over and say, what life do you want? Because you have any option available to you here. And that I think is, is actually a strength. But as a, from an economist standpoint, I mean, how, how important do you think it is for us to reorient to uh, a little bit more of a structured order around this? Uh, amalgam of, of cities to, to try to economically advantage the county more? Yeah, I think we, um, in, uh, you know, the county used to play a big role in that before a lot of the county got incorporated into mm -hmm. cities. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's sort of regional alliances. I don't think we're going to change the fact that we have 34 cities sure. and then the county. I don't know that we're going to have any new cities, probably. I think we're 34 is where it's at. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about um, individual cities give um, families choice mm -hmm. and business owners choice as to where they want to be. <clears throat> Obviously, Irvine, very well known as a very family community. Mm -hmm. Right next to it is actually the city that's done the best job of attracting and retaining millennials, which is Costa Mesa. Mm -hmm. A lot of entertainment, a lot of, you know, nightlife and all that kind of stuff. So I do, um, you know, when we have 
companies that have now we have companies that have four or five different generations mm-hmm. in the same workforce, you know, working in the same company, I actually think it plays well. Um, and, you know, I think we have started to fix, you know, the transportation. Uh, that's the big issue is how do we get people and goods and mm-hmm. commuters around as advanced transportation takes takes place. I think you'll see commute time shorten, and now probably a big impact will be there'll be um, folks working from home one two days a week. That'll cut down on traffic as well. I think Orange County is really well positioned. And the other thing um, that we have going for us that sometimes we forget is there are very few places in California, but in the nation as a whole, that have a vibrant um, business environment and have a very high quality of life. Yes. You often have one or the other. Mm-hmm. Here you have both. Okay. And we have this amazing asset of the beach and the, you know, the, the, the coast right here. And, you know, the old cliche about it being able to surf and, you know, go up and ski in the same sure. sort of day. There's very few places like that. So yeah. I, I think, um, you know, we have a tremendous amount of um, recreational and outdoor activities as well. Mm-hmm. And my sense is that that's really important to key talent uh, yes. going forward. I, I think we're actually really well positioned. We just have to come together a little bit more and maybe sometimes rise above, you know, used to, the cliche used to be fighting over like auto malls yeah. and big box retail. It's table scraps, right? Exactly. I think, I mean, I've got to grow the pie and not right. worry about slicing the pie up that's right. differently. Yeah, this is that is, that is the huge opportunity of the next decade, in my opinion. Like we've got to think bigger and think on a global a global stage. So to that point, as you think about um, how do we grow our own here, um, capital has been a big question mark. I mean, we talked a little bit earlier about how I think a lot of the capital that's here, we have amazing amounts of wealth here in the county, but it it, it doesn't understand innovation naturally. So I think we need to help bridge those gaps. But if you think about other capital sources, you know, you're plugged in at the county level, at the region level, at the state level, I'm sure even somewhat at the federal level. Are there any capital pools that you think we as entrepreneurs really focus on the business side and focus on growing our own should be looking at or getting exposed to? Because I think from the general level, we have no idea, but... I think that's where it just seems like, I mean, particularly, uh, you know, with a big stimulus like this coming out, we, it makes you think, okay, there has to be other money available that we should be trying to compete for. Any, any thoughts there that I think, you know, would be really resonant with my audience for sure. Yeah. I think, um, uh, you know, I'm not an expert in that, um, but we do have, you know, things like the SPDCs, Mm -hmm. SBA, small business, I think is, um, you know, core part of the Orange County business community, 95% of those um, of companies that we have are small, uh, you know, under 50 employees in nature. The area that I see that I think has been very vibrant, um, at least that's what our major banks are telling me, is sort of the mid-market space. Mm-hmm. 
And we have a wealth of companies sort of in between 50 and 1,000 employees mm -hmm. and between certain in certain revenue bands that I think actually the financial institutions and, you know, coming out of this, A, we have the stimulus, but B, we have, we will have for an extended period of time now a very low interest rate environment, mm -hmm. um, most likely. And I think advertising, you know, the fact that there are financial services available as, so I, you referred to this earlier, one of the issues that we have had in the past is once companies get to a certain level, they leave here. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that occurs in the life sciences even. They, they, sure. move, they move to other places. Or they get acquired. Or they get acquired, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so what we, we need to do is much more hold on to them and capture that growth that occurs once they're getting to that inflection point. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those, I think, are sort of these mid-market opportunities that if we can grow those companies and retain them, all the multiplier impacts that come from companies as they accelerate and sometimes go public, um, that's what we're what we need to do. And I think that then there's kind of this virtuous cycle that occurs because you have those companies and like happens in Silicon Valley a lot now and has historically, folks might leave those companies at a certain point to start their own companies. Mm -hmm. So I think the biggest thing is holding on to the companies once they reach that that point where I think we've we've lost, you know, some For of sure. them in the past. Yeah, you're I think right. that's the big opportunity is working with our big financial institutions to make sure that those mid-market companies as the entrepreneurial companies grow that we're um, you know, all right. Uh, well, yeah, that that uh, I think there's some great ideas. Particularly, uh, I, I think one of the key drivers is, as you said, it's it's people experiencing that really growth trajectory yeah. run up of a company, and then having the confidence and the support to go out and do it on their own. And I think we're seeing that as an example with Allergan. There are dozens and dozens of companies here now that have Allergan roots, and that's that's a good one. But I think on the tech side is, is where we need to get more aggressive. And that, that's where, when I talk a lot on here about creating unfair advantage, we want, you know, Silence had a, a good exit recently, and we need to go find some of those people and say, all right, start your company here. It's, it's time, and we're here to help you. And, and I think those are the kinds of uh, proactive steps that would be great to see more here. Absolutely. Taking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... Uh, we're getting getting to the end of our time, unfortunately. So one of the things I always like to to try to end with is is let my guests share, you know, key piece of advice or audience or a lesson with the audience. So as you think about other people that are building businesses, I mean, you talked about some of those mid market companies uh, or even early stage startups here in Orange County. You and I are totally kindred spirits about the advantages we have here from a lifestyle and sort of a both a good, vibrant business community and quality of life. And I think that is why people are here. Uh, what, what things, you know, uh, I guess lessons or advice would you have to, you know, to your point of like helping people feel more uh, committed to making Orange County greater? Yeah, I think sometimes we forget about how great a place Orange County is. As I said, um, 
great place to do business, great place to live as well. So that's just a fundamental advantage that as long as we keep both of those things moving forward, um, I, th I think you're exactly right that we need to do a better job of educating folks about opportunities in technology, both from a talent perspective and growing our own kind of STEM pipe type pipeline, mm -hmm. um, supporting the entrepreneurial community, and then really um, talking with uh, our business leaders and our cities and our elected officials about where we see new growth coming from. Mm -hmm. So we talked about life science. That's a huge area yes. uh, for Orange County. Historically has been. It will continue to be both medical device and you know, biotech and other sort of life science companies. Um, but I think there are some new areas that uh, we are so perfectly positioned. Mm -hmm. I talked about a few of those earlier. Mm -hmm. Here's one, I think, healthcare IT, mm -hmm. I think, which is a huge, and I think coming out of all of this, you will see a major a new um, round of investment in our healthcare infrastructure. And I think a lot of that will be, uh, you know, traditionally we think of life science technology in that space, mm -hmm. but big data and yes. healthcare IT in general, I think we should, you know, do whatever we can to make sure that we are one of the centers of excellence of that. Both, and that probably starts at universities, mm -hmm. but then also develop companies out of that. The other one that I referred to a little bit earlier is a little bit different than that, but location um, data analytics, I think, is an area that Orange County should be doing more in. We have the world leader, it's a company called Esri out sure. in Redland. Yeah, not far from here at all, that's right. Yeah, GIS mapping yeah. company, not well known because they're a private company. Mm -hmm. Got 4,000 people out in Redlands, 15,000 people globally. You know, in terms of international location strategy and analytics, they're the world leader. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in the world of IoT and in the world of advanced transportation and in, uh, as we talked about earlier, smart buildings, smart mm -hmm. cities, we should be at the forefront of that. And we should be developing um, entrepreneurs in that area mm -hmm. that can take advantage of the tremendous intellectual property engine that um, Esri has built. Them being a private company, they actually reinvest over 30% of their revenue in R&D every year. Mm -hmm. And it creates a tremendous intellectual property platform that actually the demand right now is growing exponentially outside of the US. Sure. So it also allows us to export, mm -hmm. um, you know, some of our capabilities, talent, and gain revenues back into the U.S. Um, so I think that that's, you know, if I was going to say kind of one area that maybe not on um, a lot of people's radar screen, it's location data analytics, location mm -hmm. strategy, mm -hmm. married with things like IoT. I think yeah. it's a huge, huge, huge opportunity for Orange County. That's a that's a great example, and I think Esri is one of those companies that that not nearly enough people know about that is right here, uh, yeah. in our backyard. So yeah. Wallace, thank you so much for for wow. joining. I uh, I want to make this a, a recurring conversation, and absolutely, uh, I think it's something that um, is you know obviously very timely with all that's going on in our world right now, but always. Uh, as we look ahead to what's on the other side and really what's ahead for the next 10 years. And as you
probably can guess, a big driver for me is the next generation. And I've got three kids here. I want them to, to really find Orange County to be as dynamic a place for them in 10 to 15 years as it's been for me in, in my time here. Uh, and I think that's, that's how uh, many of us are, are starting to think. And I'm sure how you, you tend to orient as well. So thanks for joining. Thanks for doing your part to uh, accelerate OC. Really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. And I have two sons myself, and I, I echo your, your thoughts there. I, I yes. want this to be a, the place that I found my opportunity in, and I want them to be able to find their opportunity in here as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Karen. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.